Hello, and welcome to the Patterson Perspective Podcast. I'm Levi. And I'm Noah. And today we are going to talk about how we are slaves to something. Um, and I'll dive a little bit more into that uh, once Noah tells us what he likes. Yeah, so what I like... Like... Uh, I like sleep. I really like sleeping. <laughs> yeah, guys, every time, every day as we're getting, well, every time we're getting in bed at around the same time, he always we says, share a room. He always says, best time of the day. Yeah, <laughs> just like that. Best time of the day. Because I, I really think it is the best time of the day <laughs> when you finally get to get in bed and go to sleep. I think I've always been that way. Though. I love sleep, but at the same time, you're unconscious. I mean, you don't really know. You don't. You don't know what's going on for hours. You get to dream. You're not doing anything. When you're dreaming, that's it. Uh, I, I want to get out there, interact with people. I'm interacting with people in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get what you mean, but I, I really like sleeping. Mm. I, I like I, sleeping too. But I remember even being like that as a as a kid. <laughs> I like to go to sleep. I never, I never uh, fought going to sleep. I hated going to sleep as a kid. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> in school right now, in philosophy class, we've gone through all the major, well, a lot of the major philosophers. Uh, we last year we did Plato and Aristotle and no Plato and Socrates, sorry, and then this year we. Um, we did a little bit of Aristotle last year, but we did a lot more of Aristotle this year. And now we are in Seneca, thankfully, because I hate Aristotle. <laughs> and Seneca is by far the best philosopher that we've talked about so far and read. And right now we're going through... I haven't heard much of Seneca, actually. Yeah, he's not as popular. But um, right now we're going through his book, uh, Letters from a Stoic. And it's really interesting because throughout his letters he, he's definitely not a christian or he mm-hmm. wasn't a christian um but throughout his letters there's all like there's so many clear hints of christianity and god and just like truth bombs throughout his letters it's really cool mm-hmm. um and one of them that i noticed recently while reading was talking about how uh, he's he has a let in one of his letters it's letter um 47 uh, he's talking about slaves and like how to treat your slaves and stuff during that time, mm-hmm. and because during Rome or during that time in Rome, they a lot of people had slaves, right? Um, and he, um, he he actually Seneca was actually against slavery, believe it or not. But uh, anyways, he's talking about how you treat your slaves and everything, and um, then he points out in one of his sections that how everyone in some way or another is a slave to something, mm-hmm. um, and he says that you know some people are slaves to sex and some people are slaves to money some people are slaves to ambition but we're all slaves to something um and that really like stood out to me i mean i mean it's something so simple yet it it really stood out to me i mean and i think we see that in the bible as well yeah um and one passage in particular that talks about that is um romans 6 um and it's romans 6 i'll just read quickly romans 6 16 through 18 says um do you not uh, not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness. 
But thanks be to God that you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed. And having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. Um, so yeah, I think that just really stood out to me. Um, mm-hmm. Just showing that we're all slaves to something. Either we're slaves right. to, <clears throat> to sin or to righteousness. Um, and, but yeah. Uh, so first of all, we we wanted to talk a little bit about slaves to sin and what that looks like. Um, I know that... Well, actually, you, you go ahead, Noah. Let me hear yeah, you're your... talking a lot, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've talked for a while, so let me hear your thoughts first. Um, no, that's all, yeah. that's all good. I agree. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think um, this is a, a something that I've been uh, thinking about recently, too. And because um, we recently, actually, I just worked on this uh, a bit today, is a paper on James mm-hmm. for, uh, for my CCF class. And in James, it talks about how we're ruled by our passions and desires. Mm. And basically, you could interpret that to mean slaves to sin. You know, if you're if you're ruled by yeah. your passion, evil, evil passions is actually, I think, what it says, evil passions and desires. Um, basically, slaves to sin. We, um, we give, we hand over control to to our passions, mm-hmm. what we, what we desire, what we, um, want to have in our daily routines. Mm-hmm. And we, um, we freely, it, we f- seem to freely invite temptation in. And, uh, that's a huge problem. Yeah. That's a huge problem. Yeah. We, we, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be giving so much control to our, to our passions and, uh, we need to be prioritizing Christ, hmm. our relationship with Him, and hmm. in, in James it talks about how uh, don't blame God and say God, why are you tempting me? Because hmm. God doesn't tempt you. It's it's us giving control to to sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, um, and. Thankfully, I mean, this passage is talking about, you know, how uh, when you're not a slave to sin anymore, you're a slave to righteousness. And, mm-hmm. like, as Christians, we need to, like, we, we, we need to thank God. You know, we're not, we're no longer, we don't have to be slaves to sin anymore as Christians. And, right. and obviously, like, yes, Christ, Christians do still struggle with sin patterns and, like, passions and stuff. Mm-hmm. But since we're not a slave to those things anymore... We uh through Christ through the Holy Spirit we have the power to break those patterns. We've been and set free. Sins. Exactly, we've been set free, and now we're slaves of righteousness. Cause, like, yeah, it is. It's interesting language because we've been set free, and yet we're still slaves. But mm-hmm. we're slaves to righteousness, and um, we're bound to Christ. We're bound to following Him, and we're not bound. We're always to... slaves to something mm-hmm. slash someone. Yeah, exactly. So that, that's why in the, in the idea. It's the same idea. Of we're always. Uh, we we're always worshiping something slash someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's what I think. That's why I think Seneca is right. Even though Seneca, he has a very like pessimistic view of it. He's like, yeah, we're always slaves to something. But then he just like lists off a bunch of pessimistic, like not good things. But um, isn't that annoying when they get so close, and then they're just they're not yeah, there. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but um but uh, yeah i think he's right we we are always slaves to something but thankfully like through christ we have the we have the um ability to be slaves to him instead of slaves to sin and we're no longer bound to following those patterns or those um passions anymore but i think it's still something that we still have to like it's an ongoing battle. We still have to battle against uh, slipping back into the, like following those passions and those simple oh, yeah. desires. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Like one thing you have it written here, but like one thing is um is phone addiction. You know, like yeah, we're, we're often just um bound to our phone, almost like slaves to our phone. Yep. Um, whether that's texting or Instagram or Snapchat Netflix. or Netflix. Netflix. Um. Disney Plus right now because Mandalorian season two is coming out, been coming out. Yeah, to be honest, I'm not, I'm not so crazy well, well, don't, about don't, this. No spoilers. I won't, no spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> I'm not so crazy about the second episode. Same. But it's uh, it's, okay. it, it's alright. It's alright. Yeah. Um. Also, side note: Noah and I are like dying over here because we yeah. basically both have COVID. But <laughs> yeah, well, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um. But anyways, we're no, we're actually not. No, people are going to listen to this and think that we're actually dying. No, we're, we're not. We're actually Levi fine. just has a bit of a cough. I have and, a bit um, of a cough and neither one of we us. Are, we are, we are, we are kind of sick, but we can't we're taste fine. Your, we can't taste your smell, but that's okay. We're fine. We're fine. We're, we're fine. fine. <laughs> we're fine. <laughs> but anyways, um, but yeah, like, yes, we are slaves to righteousness, but we still have to guard against those passions and those desires. Um, and we can't be ruled by those. We can't let those take control of our lives. Um, right. Exactly. And I mean, yeah, I I don't know if there, what, what other uh, examples do you have of, of, like, well, I think like I was touching on but, earlier is, well, I, I guess I'm not going to go into addictions like you were saying, but like I was touching on earlier is how, well, how do you know if you're a slave to something? Mm-hmm. Well, what are you worshiping? Who are you worshiping? Yeah. What are what are your idols? Mm-hmm. You're a slave to your idols. Yeah. You can you can put it that way. Yeah. What you are prioritizing in your life is above other things to an extent, right? I mean, you can pr- just because you have something as a priority doesn't mean that it's an idol. But what you are lifting up and worshiping. That's an idol. So, you know, like you were saying, like entertainment, phone, mm-hmm. Disney Plus, Mandalorian, money, um, what's family, thing? family, sex, cars, um, cars, <laughs> a lot of stuff, right? You're, you're, you can worship those things, make them mm-hmm. idols in your life, and you become a slave to them. And mm-hmm. literally, that means that these objects or people are controlling you mm-hmm. you're you've just handed over your your life mm-hmm. to them and, and said control me do yep. what you want with me yep and that's frightening yep. <laughs> okay so don't do that <laughs> <laughs> i mean but i think honestly we all do do that oh yeah and we like do. But and we one way to, to stop yeah but one recognize way it. and one way to know like if we're making something an idol or like, if we're actually a slave to something in our lives, is, like, think, could I actually survive without this? Like, mm-hmm. the only thing that we should be able to really say that we can't survive without is God. Mm-hmm. Because he should be the center of our lives and center of our attention. But there's so many things in our life that we 
so often elevate and like focus mm-hmm. on um and make um like a high like i don't know the word to say it. make an idol in our lives like i know like there's so many things like family a lot of us would say you know we can't we can't do it we can't do life without our family um or we i mean the bible says um i don't want to i don't want to like sound like a heretic and misquote it <laughs> no go ahead butcher but, it. <laughs> but i forget exactly where but uh i think it's jesus is talking he's saying um to he's t- he's saying to like to hate your father and your mother and follow me you know um he's not literally saying like i mean like i'm not telling people to like go and like hate their parents and be disrespectful to them but he's saying like put me first you know um you should still be able to go throughout life without them um mm-hmm. because i'm your focus you know i'm your support i'm i'm your i, I i'm i'm the center of your worship um, right and just because maybe you have idolized your parents that doesn't mean that you should just not talk to them at all anymore <laughs> but your, par- your parents definitely should be um one of the biggest importance in your life but uh, not and i think i think it, it's good to have your family as important in your life as long as they're not an idol um and, just like anything they be don't, an idol even if it's good people don't want to be an idol well no some people too but well yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm sure your your spouse or your parents don't actually want to be your idol yeah assuming that they um, I don't want to be someone's idol. I don't either. Um, that's, yeah, I... Ugh, that's just... Yeah. That's just yeah. gross to think about being someone's idol. Yeah, I know. But yeah, like... Um, even if something's good, it can still easily be an idol. Okay, There's hold more. on. My turn to talk. Okay, fine. You've been talking for a while. That's true. <laughs> it's good stuff, good stuff. But I just wanted to read some of these notes. Um, so, in this CCF class I'm taking really good this is actually i'm actually kind of surprised um how this stuff uh what's the word i'm looking for relates relates yeah kind of like what i'm learning what you're learning Mm -hmm. um some of the notes i wrote down yesterday from from the lecture uh, on the ccf class is that don't give a foothold to the devil Mm. like never never do that Mm. And that's when when you start to idolize uh, an, an evil passion or desire. When you start having evil passions and desires, that's giving a foothold to the devil. And ba- basically, what what he says is, this is Ed Welch, don't flirt with boundaries. Just don't. Just because mm-hmm. that and you're. You shouldn't, just be be sitting on the boundary saying, oh no, I'm not not quite sinning this is still acceptable ground but mm-hmm. you're you're super close you shouldn't be doing that and you should think is it edifying hmm. if it's not edifying then you're giving a foothold to the devil and you're you're very close if not already idolizing you're you're becoming a slave to to sin again and we we don't need to be slaves to sin. We're slaves to Christ. Yeah. Let me um oh another thing I wrote is uh the further outside the boundaries, the more empty the soul. Hmm. So the further you, the more enslaved you are to things outside of Christ, to anything other than Christ, the more empty your soul 
is, and you, you, you'll feel that. I'm sure, I mean, I've felt that. I'm sure everyone has felt that their soul just being empty. Yeah. And um, you don't need to feel that. Your soul doesn't need to feel empty. Uh, and then just one more quote. This is actually a direct quote that I wrote down. And I, I really liked this. I'm not sure how much this quote actually applies, but I really like this quote. And maybe you guys can decide if this applies or not. Or you can decide, Levi. I don't know. (laughs) The law is intended not to have us master this independent system where we can be apart from God. It's intended to drive us to Christ. Hmm. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty good stuff, I think. (laughs) Yeah. So the law is, is, it's intended to drive us towards Christ. We can't, because I think sometimes we idolize the law. Yeah. And sometimes we're just trying to be perfect to check. Keep all the Ten Commandments. Do a check mark. Do a check mark here. Do a check mark there. You know? And check it like I'm good to go, you know? Yeah. But that's not how it, that's not how it is. That's not a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's not, it's not driving us towards Christ. Mm-hmm. That's just trying to be, um, be our own God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And God... I'm just going to say, God takes this really seriously. God is a jealous God. Like, mm-hmm. he de- it's not just like, oh, yeah, like, please make me your set- the center of your life. Like, I'm just going to encourage you to make me the center of your life. No, he's like, boom, I demand. Make me the center of your life. Like, rely upon me, lean upon me. And, like, we already see throughout the whole Old Testament with Israel, whenever they didn't make Christ the center, whenever they didn't make God the center of their life, they failed. And they fell into sin and just a whor- a lot of bad issue problems they had problems yeah. oh yeah <laughs> um they did and i think it's I, I think for us it's the same way as soon as we start to give a like you said give a foothold to sin and like um give um freedom for sin then we start to stray away from god and we start to feel emptiness mm-hmm. in our souls mm-hmm. um another thing to think about is and i'm I feel like it's Ephesians. Is it Ephesians where it says to to put off and put on? Where it talks about that, where you're you're putting off. You know what I'm talking the, about? The old is gone and the new has come. I think so. I think that's. It's like when you're you're putting off the old late. self and putting on the new self. Where you're, you need to take, basically taking off sin, kind of like taking off the rags of sin, but you need to replace that with something because it's whatever you take off is going to get replaced with something, and if you're not. Uh, diligent about it, it's going to be replaced with more sin. Mm. Maybe the same sin or a different sin. You need to be replacing it with, with something Christ-like. You need to be replacing it with Christ. Right? So put off and put on. Put on the the new the new self in Christ. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look up <laughs> where that is. I feel like that's a feature um, something. Something. <laughs> Maybe Ephesians 5? Ephesians 4.24 says to put on the new self created after the likeness of God and the true righteousness and holiness. Oh, that's basically what I said. Hey, good job. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I I totally agree with everything you're saying. And I want to bring up this passage um, as we're coming to a close. It's sort of like an encouragement. Um Jesus is talking here, and it's in John 8, and he says, Truly, truly, I say to you, um, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. And that's verse 34, and then later on down in verse um, 36, he uh, he says, So if the Son sets you free, fr- uh, 
you will be free indeed. Mm, um, that's good. That's just a good reminder. Um, even though, as Christians, we're still going to struggle with passions. We're still going to struggle with sins. But Jesus paid the price. Mm-hmm. He died on the cross and he mm-hmm. took on the full penalty of our sins. Mm-hmm. Um, and you will be free indeed. If you are in Christ, you are free indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, and nothing's going to change that. Um, that's right. But, Amen. yeah, I mean, I just really encourage you guys to put away the old self. Put on the new self. Evaluate who or what you are a slave to. Yeah, find find what you're where you're what you're a slave to in your life. Find where you're. And this isn't something in. that you're just like, oh, I've been a Christian for five, twenty, sixty years, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm good to go. Yeah. You know, no, 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 no. This is something that um, we have to constantly be evaluating in our lives. Yeah. We need to be constantly <clears throat> battling sin, battling our evil passions and desires, constantly mm-hmm. battling our ourselves mm-hmm. what what we're seeking after we need to be constantly realigning our focus with what the bible wants us to to do yeah yep exactly and the only way to do that is to stay in the word constantly right and in prayer right just if that's the only way we're able gonna we're ever going to going to be able to um to stay focused on, on the Bible and on, and on God. And, right. like, and you got to think about, like, the motive also. Because, like, this isn't just, like I said, it's not just about the law, right? Yeah. The motive is to, well, you know, God God saves us, and obviously we want to be saved, right? Yeah. But God saves us, and we are, it, it's almost like when you, when you think about, think about, like, works, right? Mm-hmm. And works are a result of, of salvation. Mm-hmm. It's because we're thankful to God. If someone saves you, you're going to... Guys, this is the third time Noah's been trying to say this <laughs> because I keep messing it up and laughing. Oh my gosh. But I hope this flows well. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it going. Um, if someone saves you, then you are going to want to, to love them, right? You're going yeah. to want to serve them. You're going mm-hmm. to want to do your best. Mm-hmm. Also, you're going to want... Well, not only that, but... You're going to want to stop sinning. Yeah. Your well, heart has changed. Well, even apart from God just saving us, like, God created us for his glory. Right, exactly. That's the purpose of exactly. our Exactly. This is another thing. Seneca, this is another thing I think Seneca gets right. Not completely, but partly. It's like, he says that the purpose of people's existence, the humanity's existence, is to fulfill their nature. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true. We're built to fulfill our nature, and that nature is to glorify God. That's what we're built for. That's exactly. what we're made for. Exactly. We're, we are, we exist to glorify God, and we're, we don't exist for ourselves. We, you know, we're, we're these, you know, you, you read Isaiah 40, and you realize that we're just these tiny little people, but yet <laughs> somehow God chose to love us, which is yeah. awesome. Um, I think that's about it. That's about, about all it, there is to we've it. We've gone on for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot more. Uh, yep. Feel free to reach out. I didn't see if we had any reviews. I forgot. But we it, haven't had that, reviews in a long time. Isn't that Forrest Gump where he's just like, that's about it? Maybe. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I feel like I remember a part where he's just like, and that's about it. Like, he's, like, telling a story. He's like, it sounds familiar. And he gets, it's, like, a super long story, and then he gets to the end, and he's like, and that's about all there is. 
or that's about it. Or well, something the whole like movie that. he's telling a story. Oh. It's like the whole movie. It's he's telling a story. Oh, yeah, I remember that now. I don't remember. He's I just remember something big. Bench with a box of chocolate. If y'all remember that part, just tell me. But well, anyways. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to No, chocolate. Eat. I think it's just chocolate. Box of chocolate? Isn't chocolate plural? Life is like a box of chocolate. You never know what you're going to get. I guess. Anyways. Catch us next time here on the Patterson Perspective.